That's some sensational catch. Absolutely brilliant from Hooper. Was hit back firmly by Maiello. Hammered down the ground. It could fly all the way for a maximum. It's going to soar into the sky. That's the six they needed. That's 50 for Furbrush. What a knock that is from him. Outstanding striking. And that six brings Guernsey back into the game. Could be a catch. Oh. What a catch. One-handed grab. And that's Josh Butler, the captain. Oh, my days. We have been treated to some catches in this tournament. Welcome to Guernsey Cricket's podcast. I'm Ben Furbrush, Cricket Development Manager. And on this podcast, we're going to be chatting to players old and new, coaches, administrators, and hopefully a few other cricketing keen beans along the way. In today's episode of Under the Covers, we cross the water to have a chat with Jersey's Guernsey-born John T. Jenner, and also bring in Will Peatfield to chat about the T20i Interinsular Super Over that happened last season. Well, that's a nicely made bed. Yeah, I actually just made it now, mate, yeah. Did you? That's nice. Nice ambiance. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Very that's nice. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, John T. Jenner, uh, a Jersey member, born in Guernsey, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, Ferbs. Um, yeah, so obviously born born in Guernsey, which not a lot of people know. Actually, I tend to keep that quiet, which is <laughs> which is strange. Um, but yeah, now in Jersey, have been for for the last twenty years. I've made a couple of notes just on the sort of like your background and stuff. You've been involved with, or have been in the past, with Sussex through their academy and their age group stuff. How was that? Yeah, it was great fun. Um, obviously, I mean, one of the earliest memories is actually you as the coach. You came over with, <laughs> with um, <laughs> Luke Letizia and um, Jordi Martel. And we were out in, out in Abu Dhabi. And that was one of the first trips I did away with the, the Sussex Academy, which was, uh, which was a good time. And we obviously, I mean, so many good opportunities to play against decent opposition. Um, we used to play in the league on a Sunday with Sussex Academy and you'd play a whole summer of fixtures um, and I'd get away from Jersey and play, play for Sussex. And it was, it was always, you know, long, hot summers, playing a lot of decent, decent cricket and trying to, trying to test myself over in the UK. After that, you sort of went up through the age groups um, and then you ended up going into the academy programme. And then after that, you played quite a lot of second team, didn't you? Yeah, so... Uh, I think it all sort of started, I was 13 and a jersey played um, in the Abu Dhabi Trophy Shield or something like that over in, in the UK. And uh, we played against Sussex in the final. We did, did quite well that year and I managed to score a few runs. So we had a meeting, Keith Greenfield and Andy Cornford, who obviously the Guernsey folk will know fairly well, um, came over to Jersey and we had a meeting and they said, look, we'd like to put you on the Emerging Players Programme, um, which was sort of took me from... 14 to 16 and the, the general path is that you do your emerging players and then you go on to the academy and then there's an academy plus or like a summer deal and then that's when it comes sort of make or break you either get your, your first proper contract or maybe you, you go off somewhere else but um yeah like I say I moved up sort of through the age groups and played played a lot played under 16s under 18s and then played in the academy and on like I said on the Sunday in the league for for a few years and then when I was 16, played, I remember playing my first second team game against Kent when I was 16 on the day of my uh, GCSE results. So I was a nervous wreck waiting to go out and bat because obviously there was quite a lot riding on my GCSE results. Not, not the smartest bloke around. So um, I was, I was that, that day, I'd, I'd been told two days before that I was playing against Kent and um, they're quite a good t- team at the time. And I remember being as nervous as anything to go out to bat, but also I had to get certain results so that I could go off to school in the UK, which Sussex had sort of set up for me. Um, and it was going to be a cricket scholarship, but I, I needed to get the results uh, at school over in Jersey at Victoria College. So pretty, pretty intimidating day, but managed to, managed to come through. I actually, it was a good day all round. I scored 46, my debut against Kent as a 16-year-old, which was 
that was quite quite a big thing for me at the time. Obviously, felt as if you sort of everyone talks about belonging and that sort of thing, and felt as if I belonged there. And then also came off at lunch, opened up my uh, my GCSE results, and <laughs> managed to just scrape through with a with a couple of couple of C's here and there, and happy days. So. Yeah, that was that was sort of the start of it. Yeah, no, good stuff. If we rewind sort of previous to that, how did you first get into cricket? Was obviously your dad's been pretty much a figure in both Guernsey and Jersey cricket for well as long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, dad's dad's pretty big uh, Jersey and and Guernsey. He's got mates in, in both islands, and um, he started playing cricket. He was a bit of a late bloomer. He didn't actually start playing until he got to Vic College, which was like thirteen or fourteen. And he only played because he had he had some spikes in the car and one of his mates were like, oh, do you want to play? And he played, he loved it, got involved. And then like, you know, three or four years later, he, he'll he be able to reel off the stats, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but he, he scored, you know, he scored a lot of, a lot of schoolboy runs and that kind of gave him, gave him the taste for it. And he ended up, he played a game for Hampshire um, in the second team. Um, he, he played one game, which which was he really enjoyed. Played with Mike Wedderburn, who's the Sky Sports man, <laughs> opening the bowling. Um, and yeah, like he was just always always kind of infatuated by cricket and he and he still is to the, to this day. He loves it. So um he he kind of got me into it and it was always like down the beach or with a mates, like playing. Dad was hitting me catches off the wall and stuff and just used to love it. Um obviously it's great. It's a, it's a team sport. It's not not an individual sport, which I don't think um, would necessarily suit suit me, but dad dad always kind of you know was there to hit me catches. I was there watching him play cricket, and like say he was Jersey and Guernsey. So whenever the Jersey v Guernsey game comes along, there's always a little bit little bit of added <laughs> added incentive on it. But um, yeah, dad dad was massive was massive for sort of getting me into the game, and he's been a big supporter obviously the whole way through. Did you play any other sports at a young age, or was it always really cricket as number one, and then just the other ones just sort of filtered in? No, I played. I did play. I played quite a lot. Um, a lot of squash actually growing up. That was kind of the main thing. And squash and football. So um, represented Jersey at that. Did a bit of high jump. I played one game of rugby, and I got. I was trying to chase someone back, and he's like kicked his foot up, and it hit me in the nose, bleeding nose. I was like, nah, sack that. Don't want to play that anymore. That was the end of the rugby career. One game of house rugby. Um, but yeah, I played played sort of all sports. Could still play a bit of golf. Um, Love my hockey and any kind of ball sports. I'm 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 pretty pretty keen for already. Yeah, no, cool. And then, like you said, you went off to uh, college in in um, England in Sussex. Where where were you? Were you at Beads or? No, no, no. So it was um it was Hurst Pierpoint College. Oh, right. Yeah. So um yeah they they sort of had a, a link with Sussex at the time. Um and it was like I say again Keith Greenfield had kind of got us to go over there. It was really good. It's so different to anything that you know I'd, I'd had in in Jersey and um, the days were seriously long at school you're kind of always there from nine till nine throughout the week it was you do your school work and do your sport and then you'd have your prep in your rooms and at the time like I was 16 and sort of I'd had a fair I had a fair few mates over in Jersey and then I got told oh you know you're going over to school in the UK and I thought it was a really exciting opportunity like cricket wise sport wise it's going to be great but going over at that sort of age like a lot of the guys already sort of had their own friendship groups so I think the beauty about playing cricket over there was that I already had at least 10 other blokes who've got the same sort of, um, you know, the, the same sort of passion. So you, you're probably going to fit in with them already to start off with. So I, I, I went in over there and found it pretty easy to fit in. 
but it was it was quite daunting at first moving away as a 16 year old yeah from there uh, you also have had a stint as 12th man at Lords for England I was actually at that game as well I, I went along because I was over playing for Middleton on the Saturday uh, and I think oh, you yeah. the field on the Friday so I did see you run round one at deep backward square and <laughs> fling it in but how was that that must have been pretty cool yeah it was awesome um, again like there was a bit of a bit of a whirlwind couple of weeks so just before that I'd made my debut for Sussex and uh, then a couple of weeks later um, Carl Hopkinson who was Sussex second team coach for a little while and then he was the England fielding coach as well gave us a call and said mate how do you how do you fancy going up to Lords and, and being 12th man for the week and I was like yes I'd love to It'd be unbelievable so I remember it's quite funny um, I, I tell this story to a few people but I got in there the first day so I'm like suited and booted and you go in and it's so strange it's like it's like work experience. You're going in and you're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. Where should I go? Where should I sit? Don't want to sit in anyone's seat. Anyway, I got given my kit um, and I got chucked in the back room at Lord's. So I wasn't in the dressing room. I was in the back room, like in the in where the baths, the baths are. So I'm in there and I'm sat around for like, you know, 20 minutes. And I was like, right, I'll pluck up the courage. I'm going to go in. I'm going to introduce myself. So I went in, went around the change room, shook, shook everyone's hand. It was absolutely fine. It was Joe Root's first. Um, first test as captain anyway on the back bench at Lords um, Jimmy Anderson was sat there doing a crossword and he's lying like horizontally across the thing at the back and I'm like hi mate like John T nice to meet you offered a hand he just looked up from his crossword looked back down at it didn't offer a handshake <laughs> like oh my word okay then <laughs> so um, yeah that was a bit of a baptism of fire to start off with but then I was there for yeah, four days, um, five days, four out of the five days. And it was just amazing, like sitting on the sideline. And they brought in a few other guys who also did 12th man. So like David Milan was there and um, Mason Cray. And they were trying to get those guys in to like have the 12th man experience. But when it push came to shove, I got, I got the nod to go on as, um, as, as 12th man. Yeah, got a, few, got a few overs out there. And it was great. Like I remember first going on, Moeen Ali was bowling to... To Amla and I was fielding it mid on and I thought like the, you see on the big screen you look behind and it's like subfielder Jenna and I that's the first time ever I felt like that nervous on a cricket field I was so nervous and then the next over um, Stokes was bowling to Elgar and Elgar plays nicely behind point and um, Joe Root comes up to me and goes yeah mate you're going to be at backward point and I was like this is better I, I prefer this because like, obviously that's where I field anyway and a few of the boys came and got around me and were like are you nervous are your beans going I was like no no I'm fine I'm fine but I was absolutely bricking it um, but yeah got to, got to touch the ball a couple of times and it's just amazing like it's one of those things you almost wish that you took it in a little bit more whilst you're there but you're so like caught up in the moment and like focused on what's going on but it was great like amazing experience and obviously all the family were there and had a load of mates who were who were there watching? I didn't even realise you were there, but um, no, it was it was a great, great couple of days. It's something that um, unfortunately I can't do again, which is a ridiculous rule, but yeah. um, <laughs> but it was it was it was an amazing thing to be able to do at the time. Yeah, so just touch on that the re- the reason why you can't you can't do that again. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> Steve Steve Kirby, who was the MCC Young Cricketers um, coach at the time, who is an absolute belter. Was like <laughs> he was like to me, oh mate. So you know, usually we pick someone from the MCC Young Cricketers, but we're going to get you to come in. And he'd spoken to Carl Hopkins, so I came in. Anyway, I was sort of between Sussex and the MCC Young Cricketers at the time. And a couple of weeks later, 
um, I went back to the MCC on cricketers and Kerbs was there. He's like, mate, he's like, I can't believe we put you on the field. He's like, ICC are looking into it. I don't think you're allowed to do it again. And I'm like, what are you on about? <laughs> anyway, so we got a message from the ICC saying that basically, because obviously played for Jersey, who are also seen as an international side, and now I'd played for England, it was because I could have potentially, um, you know, influenced the outcome of the game. So if I got a catch or a run out, I could have influenced the, the outcome of the game, which is, seems a ridiculous rule. But it basically, they were saying, well, you have to now like pledge your eligibility to, to either nation. So you're either English or your Jersey, like, and whatever you are, then that's what you have to stick to. So it's a bit of a shame. Like obviously the last couple of years, my, my best mate's done it, um, a guy called Nick Oxley from over in the UK. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not allowed to do it again because just because of the like dual nationality sort of yeah, thing. It seems, seems ridiculous, crazy. but yeah. oh well. Yeah, no, I think Ox came on that tour to Abu Dhabi, didn't he? I think he was on that. The yeah, he was out there. He's yeah. been out there. Little left arm Chinaman bowling some <laughs> weird, being a weird character and bowling a really weird bowling technique. That sounds about right. You actually mentioned it just then before as well. You made your first class debut for Sussex against Slav Garay. Um, I had a quick look over the scorecard. Some pretty big names playing in that game, particularly for Slavka. Obviously, you've had Aidan Markram, Temba Vuma, um, and Dwan Olivier. I mean, you did actually quite well in that game. What was it 68? I think it was you got. Yeah. So um, obviously, again, that, that was a bit of a weird one. I think the Sussex team had a pretty big schedule, and um, we got sent a message uh, on the WhatsApp just saying, "Look, lads, there's a tour game against South Africa, um, and it's." <laughs> It is actually a first-class game, but a lot of the boys were like, "Well, we've had a pretty long summer, and actually, you know, thinking maybe don't maybe want to sit this one out." And I was thinking, "Oh, I might get a chance here. I might get a chance to play." And we had the training on the on the Tuesday, I think it was. And um, by the by the Thursday, we were out at Arundel playing, and yeah, got given a cap and all that on the first morning. But it was a bit of a strange one because there, there was a few other guys who were in the same boat. Like I think there was three or four caps given out that day, but. Um, we, bat- we won the toss, I think, and batted first. Yeah, I went in just before lunch. I went in like a, an hour, uh, well, no, probably 10 minutes before lunch on a hat-trick ball. And Dwayne Olivier had, had, had knocked over a couple of blokes. And I was scrambling around for pads because I'm a late getter ready. <laughs> um, and I was, there was a proper scramble going on. And I was sat there, I was fine. Like, it was probably the best thing that could have happened because I was sat there and I was okay. And then usually, you know what it's like, you sit there and your pads and you're like, oh, here we go. Like, the nerves start kicking in. But I was literally... Like, I'd just come out of the toilet and one of the boys is running and he's like, mate, you're in. So I walked down the steps. I ran down the steps at Arundel, ran out there, hatching ball and had like a couple of guys around the corner and stuff. And Olivia bumped me and managed to get out of the way a bit. And then there was an over or something till, till uh, lunch. Went in at lunch and then, yeah, batted a fair bit of the afternoon session with, um, with Delray, who obviously played a lot of cricket growing up together. And he, like sometimes he just turns it on and he made it look pretty easy for, for most of the afternoon and I kind of just played a bit of a supporting role but it's nice to end up getting a few got got 68 and like I said there were some big big names playing then so it's nice nice to score a few few against a decent attack and, and just sort of believe that you could do it yeah no definitely um you then also have done a few overseas seasons um so you've done a couple in staff I think you did a couple in Cape Town uh, and then a couple in Australia now as well. How's that been? You know, obviously you get to travel around the world playing for Jersey, but not obviously in a, a long in stint such as an overseas season. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I absolutely love it. Um, the good thing about going overseas for like a, a long amount of time is that it's a it's a proper project, and you can get your teeth stuck into it. You know, you go away for tournament cricket, and it's great. Like I'm not I'm not saying that it isn't. It's amazing. We get to go to awesome places with Jersey. We've been to LA. We've been to Malaysia a few times. We've been to Singapore. We've been to all these amazing countries. But to get over to Australia or or South Africa, it's like a six month project where. You know, you're sort of a little bit, you get over there and you've got a previous self and everybody wants you to do well. You're the overseas, but slightly different dynamic in Australia to, to South Africa. I think just the, the culture of people is pretty different. Yeah. Um, you know, in in South Africa, everyone's, everyone's pretty like, you're fine, you're all good. Whereas in Australia, they'll just get as stuck into you as, as they can if, if things aren't going well. So it's pretty pretty quick learning curve. But um yeah, I've had, so I went out and played straight after school. I went out to Cape Town and played for Cape Town Cricket Club. So did four months out there, which was great fun. And I worked pretty closely actually with, with Gary Kirsten whilst I was out there. So Chris Nash was out there as well from Sussex and I was sort of good mates with him at the time. Um, so we did a, a, quite a lot of work with Gary and then did a lot of work with, with Nashy as well on the side, which was great fun. And then came back, did a season in the UK and then a couple of years ago, ended up going out to Oz and out to Melbourne and played in the Dandenong District Cricket Association for a team called uh, Narry South. And I've played there for the last two seasons. So we got promoted in our first year to the top division. And then this year just gone, we just missed out on the final. But it's probably pretty lucky because it actually ended up getting... Uh, getting cut short because of obviously the, the pandemic at the moment. But um, yeah, like I say, it's, it's a great, great opportunity. It's something that... I'll, I'll probably continue to do for the next couple of years and I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I was going to sort of ask about that. So, so where does it leave you sort of now? Obviously, um, you've just come back or recently have come back from the uh, T20 qualifying UAE. Um, obviously, you had a decent tournament then on, on Sky Sports as well. But with everything sort of going on, do you, do you know what your season's looking like? Are you going to be based in, in Jersey or are you sort of heading back to the UK to try and do a bit more over there? Yeah, so it's a difficult one. Um, obviously, the, the plan was basically is that I just uh, signed for a new new side over in the Middlesex Premier League for Bronsbury. Um, so I was going to be there and living in London again for the summer, which I've done for the last couple of years, but playing for a different club side, playing for Datchet. But I was meant to move over to Primrose Hill as soon as I came back um, from... So, well, we, we were meant to go to Granada on a pre-season tour with Jersey, which also got canned, which was pretty annoying. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty special. But, yeah, it would have been, would have been good fun. But, um, yeah, we ended up, basically, that's, that's all been cancelled. And I was meant to go over to the UK. And now um, I'm in a little bit of a strange place because <laughs> I want to get over to London if, if that permits. But I, I feel as if, actually, there's probably going to be a bit more of an opportunity to play some cricket in Jersey and Guernsey so you know if there's yeah. a Channel Island League or something like that it could be the strongest one that we've had in a few years which would be really really good and I, to be honest with you I could probably see myself staying in, in Jersey for the most of the summer now because there's not all that much point in me going over to the UK I wouldn't imagine sort of chatting to the guys from Middleton I think it's the same in Sussex they were sort of saying you know there's not actually going to be a league this year so <laughs> we are actually in a really good position um, in terms of the Channel Islands Guernsey Jersey of actually playing a, a decent level of cricket particularly I know that you know we're, we're trying to get a match on this Saturday coming um, so if that does happen pretty much every bloke in the squad has said yeah I'm keen as, as much as they can be so yeah it'll be pretty good just to sort of finish off this little uh, section with with yourself um, I've asked you to have a look at your 
best team you've played with and against? Do you want to fire away? Yeah, so well, I've only I've do, I've sort of done a hybrid of with and against. So okay. it's yeah. it's just it's just one team. It's, it's interesting. Like when you start to actually think about it, and I'm sort of putting this document together about who played with, who played against, and all that sort of stuff. But I have come up with eleven names, um, some a bit more well known than others. But I think it, I think it's a handy side. So. Number one, um, I remember playing like oh, we must have played six or seven second team games against them, and I've never seen a bloke score more runs and just churn them out. Um, and he was an absolute hero in 2005 Ashes, and I was like, this guy is a freak. So Marcus Truscovic gets in there at number one and scored so many runs against us, chased a lot of his leather around Horsham <laughs> and Sussex actually in general. But yeah, absolute gun, and it was awesome playing against him and trying to pick his brains and stuff. He was he was a great man. Um, number two, bit of a cowboy, but one of the great men on the on the circuit, as they say, Phil Salt. He's in there. <laughs> he um, he just used to take the mick. Like I remember, all the boys would be like, "Yeah, we'll just dig in for the first hour here." And Salty, we played against Essex, and Salty was like eighty not out after the first hour in the morning, and he was like scooping, reverse ramping in a four day game, and we were like, "All right, well, you just you just go for it, mate." So yeah, Salty's in there at number two. Number three, so associate associate cricket, obviously we're pretty lucky to play against some some good players never played with this guy but he's he's hit some some big sixes against us and always manages to score runs and to be fair does it in in the t20 blast does it all around the world um so paul sterling is in there at number three number four is so the first 2020 i played for sussex in the second team um i remember sussex putting out a tweet saying jai wardner out jenner in and i was like okay sweet big boots to fill here then (laughs) (laughs) um but he obviously had a stint at Sussex um, and that's when I was like 16, 17. And I just remember going behind the net and watching him, watching him bat for a session. Um, and he batted against the spinners first and he was just sort of talking to me as he was batting, saying this is what I think he's going to do and this is what I'm going to do. And I would honestly say that about 80% of the time he'd get it right. And it was, it was freakish, like unbelievable. And then the Seamers came in, he was doing the same thing. Like, you know, you'd have Tim Mills and, and Joff bowling rapid in the nets and it always feels quicker in the nets and yeah. he would he'd just be like hitting it on the up through extra and unbelievable player unbelievable and then lesser well-known lesser known player next so like i say did a did a couple of stints in australia so far and our captain's a guy who's played a lot of a lot of decent cricket um over in the uk and, and over there um so scott phillips gets in there at five he last year when we got promoted, literally <laughs> carried the whole team through. So he's a he's medium pacer. He bowled his 80 overs in the day. He bowled 40 overs from one end. And then the next day, backed up with 120 not out. Um, like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's certainly, certainly his match fees, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he goes all right <laughs> as well with those. Jeez, he'll tell you about it as well. <laughs> um, and then the wicketkeeping spot is up for grabs. Because obviously, I, I love Danny. Danny was my housemate for a for a while and he's a great wicketkeeper just the best groins in the Channel Islands for sure it's just beautiful <laughs> the way he moves <laughs> real nice um, but then also Shazad from Afghanistan loose unit hits huge mixes yeah. and just sort of marks around all the time so that's that's a toss up between those two and then moving on we got um, Jofra. obviously played a fair bit with Jofra, and, and you did I know as well at Middleton um, so yeah. he gets in there kind of obviously uh, and then we've got Carl Simons who again bit of a yeah, he's, league legend. he's come up in uh, Finchie's team as well he 
I remember facing him and I said to Finchie, he just had me in all sorts. Like, I, I, he was just setting me up. He just bowled in massive away swingers. And I was like, oh, he just bowls away swingers. The next one's just like flush on the pad. <laughs> Big in <inducker. laughs> He was mental. And like the boy said that, you know, he didn't start playing cricket until he was 27 or 26 or 27. Wow. And I think he took 700 league wickets in yeah. Sussex. And I got there, he was like 39. And all the boys were like, yeah, he's taken 700 wickets in 12 years. So he's handy. Yeah. Well, Finchie uh, said he almost got a contract with Sussex. They were pushing hard to get him a Sussex, a Sussex deal. And uh, I think it was, did he say 2005, actually? I think he went through the Aussies. And he like bumped Ponting in the nets, hit him in the helmet, just like cleaned out yeah. all their top order and was just like going through them in the nets, like the warm-up nets. And they're like, who is this bloke? Yeah, no, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. And again, like the most chilled out guy even that, just very relaxed. So him and, him and Joff would be a nice, nice pairing. And then Spinner, obviously we play against a lot of spin going out into the subcontinent and playing against um, a lot of Asian sides. But when we played in the 2020s, uh, the guy from the UAE called Rohan Mustafa, who bowls like darty offies and usually yeah. sort of bat, bat himself against offspin. He just like, he, he bowled for them at the death, which obviously shows how much they rate him. Um, and he just fire in these, these Yorkers bowling his offies from a pretty kind of, you know, not a massive run up. Um, but he, he was decent so he's in as a spinner and then we've got Bill Khan, who yeah. left arm seamer from Oman um, we, we saw him probably four or five years ago in Jersey and he, he bowled nicely then but he's, he's put on a few extra yards and swings it late very good bowler and like that angle left armour is kind of valuable I think especially with the way cricket's going and then last of all it was a mix up between Ollie Robinson's got us off the pitch so many times in the second team playing for Sussex um, so it would probably be him but then played a couple of games towards the end of when uh, Morkel Mornay Morkel was was bowling for Surrey so played like two or three games against him and he was yeah I, I don't know it was second team games I don't know if he was going flat out but like the bounce and just where the ball came from was was quite hard to to negotiate so that's that's the team all in all yeah, not bad. Um, like you said, Guernsey and Jersey are very fortunate that we play against some pretty decent nations, um, pretty decent players. Uh, I mean, only in our tournament last year in Guernsey, we played against uh, obviously Germany, who had, or they could have had Dieter Klein and Oli Rayner, um, who, who didn't make that tournament. But they, they did have Craig Mascheda, um and the guy Richardson from Durham as well. So they, you know, they're pulling out, out of a hat pretty much. Yeah, no, I know. Obviously, we're we managed to pick up a couple in the Jersey team. Um, not really out of the hat. I mean, they were, they were born here. Yeah. So, uh, but we're, we're lucky in that respect. But <clears throat> I think the way that cricket's going, it'll be interesting to see how associate cricket goes over the next, next few years, because, you know, you've, you've got a lot of 2020 tournaments popping up around the world. And if, if some guys want to play some decent cricket and, you know, get, get teams on the map and we're sort of, as, as a Jersey side, we're looking to try and get, um, 2020 international status or well everyone yeah. does now but try and yeah. get in the world cup and we've got a really good chance i think we we probably should have actually given it a better go when we were out in, in dubai in october we should have should have been in hong kong and if we did we'd have probably been there or thereabouts so that's something to to work to work towards but like I say if if germany can get access to those kind of players then why not have a go and for a few years try yeah. and get germany to go and play in a world cup like why, why yeah. wouldn't you no it's certainly exciting i mean particularly for us we we get to play against these blokes um, and try and compete against them. And, you know, we got close to, you mentioned Oman there a couple of years ago. I think we had them about seven or eight down in Jersey in the 50 over tournament. It was like, they'd come off the back of playing in a World Cup the year before and we had them seven down in a, in a World Cricket League. 
on a yeah. FB field playing. playing for, yeah. <laughs> I know, I remember coming to watch that game. I think we'd finished early out there. We came and watched and the boys were up and about. But that's the, that's the beauty of cricket, I think, is that like on any given day, anybody anybody can have have a day out, and you can you can change the influence of the game for for your team. So it's interesting, and we're so fortunate to play against such such decent sides. Um, like you know, a lot of the time. So it's it's a it's a great great thing to be able to say you can do. And we're kind of at the moment with the pandemic being on. I just gave the lads a little nudge the other day and said, "Look, boys, like it's quite a nice time to just refresh, have a think about what we've done." as Jersey cricket over the last sort of five or six years and actually where we can get to, because if you look at our results, being brutally honest, if you look at our results from um, when we played in the World 2020 in um, 2016, we actually won the same amount of games and we've now got a way better side. So I know 2020 cricket, you can't always control everything, but I think it's a good, good thing now to be able to reflect on it and think actually, you know, in four years' time, when hopefully we get another crack at it, or two years' time, whenever the cycle comes around, try and get through again, and then actually, you know, really, really make a mark and, and try and get to, to a World Cup. Bowled him! Beautiful bit of bowling from William Peatfield. The stump comes crashing out the ground, and that's a big wicket here in Guernsey versus Denmark at the KG5. That's the first wicket. Letizia is the one who strikes, he gives it a big celebration, he writes it up in a book, he notes it down and sends them off. You can add Manpreet Singh to that list. That's the breakthrough Letizia needed, that's the breakthrough Guernsey needed, and that's the breakthrough that Mark Ladder to my left wants a big smile on his face. And a wonderful shot there. Cover drive for four. Stokes already finding the boundary twice in this game. For the next section of the, uh, the pod, I've actually got Will, he's just in the waiting room, so Will Peatfield. Uh, I'm no, just going to admit him now, so let's have a look what he's, he's got to have. If you've, noticed, if you've noticed his name when he logs in, he's actually got his Player of the Year 2018, Player of the Year 2019, he's got all his stats on the screen. Here he is. Can, can, we, can we, oh no, I thought we were going to turn the microphone off for him. I thought we were just going to see, it's a face for the radio to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, okay. so, what player of the year? Yeah, player of the what? year, mate, honestly. I did, oh, yeah, I did get that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> T-O-T, what's that team of the day? Uh, I can't remember. Ferbs, you want to remind them? We... Is that, you weren't in team of decade, were you? Yeah. He's only played for about three of those years. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that I... was... <laughs> so for this little section obviously we think we'll talk about uh interinsulas a, a couple of uh <laughs> memories to start with obviously it must it's great playing the interinsula against jersey um always a bit of a, a hyped up game or likewise for you john to playing against us i know that the last couple of years have, have gone your way um but i was fortunate enough to to play in the the couple before that when they went our way the one i really want to touch on is last year we played our first ever t20i guernsey versus jersey <laughs> at college field <laughs> Um, it actually ended up, Jersey posted 128 for nine. If I remember rightly, John, you were caught by a superb bit of fielding at Deep Backwood Square. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds about right. I don't yeah. know who it was. <laughs> I don't know what, what happened there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we, we actually managed to, we were sort of never actually in the game. And then we managed just to squeeze right close, right at the end, uh, Hoops and Ant Stokes uh, managed to get us 
you know, right, right level with you guys, uh, sort of the last over. So we, then we actually, I don't know if you guys thought the same, but we were walking off the pitch thinking, after draw, sort of shaking hands and game's over until someone actually mentioned, uh, guys, you've got a super over here. This is an international, <laughs> international match. It was bizarre. Like Elizabeth College for last year's cricket holds the most ridiculous memories. Obviously, we, we beat, well, we lost to Germany. They absolutely whacked it for 13 overs. It was rugby chaos for like 10 out of the 12 overs. And then obviously, like say this, the interinsular game, walk off the field and you're like, okay, sweet. Well, that's, that's how it's done. What do we get? One point each going into tomorrow where we've got two games. And then someone goes, oh, first international T20, you've got to have a winner. Obviously, Super Over came about and nobody had a clue what to do. <laughs> it, was, um, it was the same on her side as well. because It was kind of like, obviously by that point, like the, the World Cup Super Over hadn't happened. I'd, know, I'd sort of, heard of it kind of but never sort of seen one or obviously been involved in one and um yeah it was like like sort of as we, as we were walking off i think didn't the umpires even grab the stumps yeah i think it yeah. was out the floor and... like, <laughs> like for the end of the game and then it was um and then yeah uh yeah there's sort of like people running over being like it's a super over it's super over i was like okay <laughs> and then yeah it's uh yeah it's a strange okay, one. obviously it means that you you guys had to bat first so we're like okay right fine and then it's like so strange it's a bit more like a, a penalty shootout in football we're all stood in a huddle and the lads are like right everyone's looking around what are we going to do then who's going to bowl the over and Elliot Miles thinking he's a bit big time Charlie was like yeah I'll have the ball I'll have the ball I know it's strange isn't it it's so out of character for him but he grabbed hold of the ball and we're like yeah sweet so I'm feeling down long on there's like a waft of of some sort of sausages, hot dogs, getting cooked on the barbecue. <laughs> the usual heckling going on. I was just stood there first ball and like Lucas had got hold of that one. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I'm in the game here. And then bang, straight over my head. So six off the first ball. I'm like, fair play, here we go. We're in the battle here. And then Buster, as, as per usual, gets angrier and angrier and faster and faster. So he's gone again. And Barks just smashed it, smoked it, got all of it. And it's flying over my head again. And I was like, 12 off two. We're going to be right up against it here. Um, but then Buster bowled a great, great four balls, obviously, to come back. But you boys, I mean, after that, you must have, after the first two balls, you must have been thinking, geez, we're right on here. Yeah, well, we were sort of thinking, I mean, we posted 14, I think, in that Super Over. And we were thinking 14's a decent little score. You know, it's, it's not like we're international, like top-end international cricketers. Um, so we're thinking 14, that's, that's competitive. You've got a couple of boundaries here to beat us. I think we were pretty happy with that. I remember as, as the batsmen were walking off, like, because obviously, as, as I said, like, we'd never been in that situation before. So it's kind of hard to gauge what is a decent score. But obviously, you look at it like sort of objectively, 14 runs off one over is pretty decent, right? So, yeah, like you said, we, we were sort of getting ready to go out and field and sort of pretty happy with that. It's weird. I haven't really... <laughs> I haven't really spoken about this. Compartmentalised, <laughs> <laughs> locked away in the back of the yeah, brain. Yeah, it's this thing that in the back of the brain and just kind of been like, right, for a line in the sand and kind of move on. Um, but yeah, we, it was... We obviously never mention it to Will either, like, at any time, you know. No, just... <laughs> cotton wool, mate. Wrapped up like, in cotton wool. I had, the, um, I had the pleasure of watching the World Cup final with, with Ferbs and Nuzzy and all of that. <laughs> obviously... <laughs> When it went to a super over, it was just like everyone just sort of like looked at me. <laughs> they were just like, oh yeah, wonder how Joffre is going to compare to the great Will Pete. 
And the strange thing is, is like, like you said, it's like a penalty shootout. So you, you effectively, you always practice for a penalty shootout, but you can never actually practice for a supernova because it will just determine on one, what sort of ground you're playing at, because it could be massive square and really short straight, or likewise, it could be massive straight and really short square. Um, so it all depends on what pitch you're on, what the wicket's actually doing, who's in bat. You know, it, it's, it's completely the opposite to a penalty shootout in that sense. Like you can prepare a penalty shootout, you're kicking a ball from 12 yards out. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're playing against the keeper, you know that's going to happen. Whereas we could set a rogue field or something like that as well, which would be then like, you know, another thing that you can add into it. Yeah. I mean, like you obviously do your scenario stuff at training, but you never think, oh, you know, our first international T20 game that we're playing is going to go down to a super over. And it's, I mean, in terms of like cricket that we play, it's, it's actually real high pressure that because you're like, you boys obviously were out, out of the game and, T20 is so like momentum based and you you were out of the game you were then in the game and then you know barks at those two sixes and 14 off the over and we came back in and we were like okay geez and then again we're in that huddle and everyone's like right who's going to bat then so everyone's looking around I was to be fair I, I was in no form at the time sorry sorry Will um, <laughs> and that's what I do man I'm going to bat some back into form <laughs> But I remember I, I just said, oh, look, like, I'll do it. I'll sort of back myself to, to have a go. And then Steve was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> um, and then I don't, even know who, I don't even know who we had coming in at three. I think, I think it was Ferrers. I think Nick Farabee was going to come in at three. Um, but yeah, like I say, it was like, get your pads on. I hit a couple of throwdowns. I like blocked them back to Macro. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not going to block the super over. I should be trying to smack these out of KG, out of, out of a college field. But yeah, I went out to went out to bat, and then obviously, Will, you can talk about what what you were thinking about if you if you were on. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no. I mean, it was it was it was kind of the same with us. I mean, like obviously, we'd never sort of encountered. Well, we never accounted for the possibility of a super over, so we didn't really. I'm sure it was like you guys. We didn't know who was going to bat, didn't know who was going to bowl. Kind of thing. When it was asked, kind of who was going to bowl, I sort of put my hand up, sort of straight away. Um, it's like I was thinking about this last night. Is it, it probably should have been the most nervous I've been sort of in a Guernsey shirt, but I didn't feel nervous about it at all just because it wasn't like a one-off sort of event. It was, it was like something at the end of the game. So you were still warm from the game. You were still kind of, you'd, you'd been in that game environment for the entire T20 match. Um, and I just, I just remember thinking at the time, like this is just another over kind of thing. Um, well, that's, that's how I was trying to go about it. Um, obviously that mentality didn't, didn't didn't do wonders, but um, it, was, it was uh it was yeah, it was weird. I just remember like I I didn't sort of like before the first ball I didn't I didn't really feel nervous as such. Um it was it was a different kind of energy. It was like an energy which was completely unknown because it's kind of like obviously in, in T twenty because it's so condensed as it is, you kind of as a bowler I try and think of it as I try and break it break every sort of ball down into kind of like a mini battle with the batsman. But this is obviously massively amplified because you know you've only got six balls maximum. Yeah, like at the sort of the top of the mark, I was like, right, how am I going to do this? And it's kind of like, yeah, it just felt, everything just felt really condensed. And obviously there was a good crowd down there. And like you said, John said, the barbecue's going and sort of stuff like that. And there was everyone by that point was fairly well oiled, I'd imagine. So they were, uh, they were enjoying themselves. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was really kind of like surreal and um, yeah, obviously never experienced anything like that before. So yeah, it was a, obviously didn't, didn't go away, but it was a, it was a good experience and I 
if the if the opportunity came up again, I I mean I'd still put my hand up straight away to bowl it just because it is like you said, John, so momentum based. And say if I've backed myself probably to to have another crack at it, definitely. Were you sort of yeah. thinking then, John T? Obviously, we just spoke before about Jay Wardner was saying right this ball's going to do this. Were you predicting where you thought Will was going to bowl the ball or were you just sort of just playing every ball as it comes? Because I think, was it first ball you, you scooped him or was that second ball? Yeah, so first. it was it was completely bizarre. Like, because I, I spoke to, to Luke Wright um, actually when I was out in Melbourne and we, we were talking about it, Will, unfortunately, mate, keeps coming up. <laughs> um, but he's, he was saying that, you know, when, I don't know how true this is, but he said to you, like, oh, make sure he's not trying to scoop or anything like that. Try and get him to hit like straight or try and hit square. Um, and I guess I, I don't know if that's true. Is that is that what he said to you, or can you? Not- uh, I don't know. I, to be honest, mate, as what um, what Ash and to and to 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 a less extent, Luke, because he only came in for that weekend. What their sort of ethos was is sort of like a seam bowler, because my role in the team is sort of like a strike bowler. I guess they they were it was always hit back of a length, try and hit batsmen. I, I won't say what big lad said, but hit them in the <laughs> mid <mid-dress. laughs> <laughs> that was that was his philosophy. Ordinarily, sort of, in a, if it was a power play or something like that, that's what I'd be trying to do. But I was thinking death, and usually I'd back myself to bowling York probably four four times out of six, five times out of six, maybe. So that's what I was thinking. We set the field up so that I was probably going to go full. First one missed my length probably by an inch or by a couple of inches. But then obviously you were you were down on your front foot, so it sort of was, it was a as sort of ramp shots go. It was sort of fairly straightforward I'd imagine and then it's kind of like when that I thought that was going to be four but then it went for six didn't it yeah immediately like it's like you were saying when um when Lucas whacked the first ball for six it was kind of um recalibrate kind of thing and sort of start again um but yeah yeah the I can't remember Luke saying that he might have done but to be honest I was I was probably pretty (laughs) you were probably in the zone so like it's it's tough to probably get through at that yeah. point. But I remember, like, same sort of thing. I, I said to Maka, Maka's like to me, look, what's, what's your plan here? Like, what are you going to do? And I said to him, I'm going to try and stand up and I'll try and hit him over mid-wicket or go straight. And then first ball as you're running in, I'm thinking in my head, right, I'm going to scoop him. And I don't know why. Like, it's just, you, like, you can't really, you can't train for that. That's just something that I felt in my mind. Yeah. And then you, you bowl the ball. And, like, the stupid thing is, is that, and I make everyone laugh about it, is that I scored more runs in that super over than I did all weekend. Um, and and it's it's ridiculous like I I couldn't score a bean all summer really and then scored you know 15 in the super over and um, like got down on on one knee first ball and and scooped it over and then you bowled a decent Yorker like a wide Yorker second ball that managed to carve away for yeah Yeah, it was was good good Yorker I think I think the sun was coming in from well uh was in the sort of cover fielder's eyes. Probably, set, probably setting that. in the West, Will. That's where it always sets, isn't it? In the sun, <laughs> right? that's, that's the direction I was looking for. <laughs> that's why when you're at Kaimo yeah. Bay, you can watch the nice sunset. Although <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like, you yeah, probably have too many, too many ciders by then to even realise that the sun's going down. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be where you're struggling. Yeah. Um, no, but I think like he literally moved like half a second late, and by that point, I think you absolutely smoked it. So it was kind of, um, yeah, that was four. So that was what ten off two, and then third ball. Was, yeah, so, so third, third ball, ball, ball was another scoop. Yeah. yeah, so third ball was another scoop, and then, <laughs> and then no one really knew what was going on because Steve-O came down and he chopped <laughs> it down, 
And I'm like, my beans are properly going. And he was like trying to give me a fist pump. And I sort of went for the cuddle. And I was like, what's going on? And so he was like, right, well, I'll just sit on my back down this end because we've already won because it goes back to like boundary count. And I'm like, what? Why don't we just win the game? Like we've got 14 off three. Let's just try and get it. So then I got a nick to short third man because you boys obviously brought all the field up. And Steve-O was like, no, 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 don't run, don't run. And then managed to sneak through. And um, I knew it was like a, a proper whirlwind, but obviously managed to, to, to win the game with Steve-O just cantering down to the other end. Obviously, and, and what happened last summer with, with the Super Over um, in the World Cup final as well, just, and like obviously England when they played in the, in the five-match T20 series, I'm uh, sorry, India, when they played against New Zealand in the, in the 2020, there was a load of Super Overs in that as well. And it's definitely... It's a, it's a good thing to have cricket because you've obviously got a winner and a loser. Um, but also, it really tests your skills like in, in that moment of pressure, especially like for us where you know, we, play in, we play in some high-pressure games. But that, that really highlights it, I think. And, and like fair play, Will, for obviously bowling, bowling the over. Like that in, in itself takes, takes a lot of courage to do. Um, but unfortunately, mate, you just, just came up against that bloke on the day. A bloke. Yeah. <laughs> well, on, but on that, you had the last laugh. Yeah, on that. Well, Johnty just mentioned it now, but if I um just share my screen, I wonder I can... what this will be. <laughs> Maybe Johnty tell us what this is. <laughs> so I think this might have been the. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! no. no. Siri. Siri, switch off the phone. <laughs> mate, mate, you need to get the sound on. That 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 sound is. Oh. I'll tell you what. Jason's done well to not become a kebab there. Uh, that <laughs> off stump has gone flying back. We'll just play it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so funny that because I remember I worked so hard with Maka that whole week and I was struggling for a bit of form. Like I said, like last summer, I hit so many balls with Maka. I must have hit like, we hit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had Friday off, went down to the beach, chilled out. I'm like, right, I'm on here. And then I had a hit in the morning in the cage. And I'm like, oh, I am struggling a bit here. Still not quite right. And then obviously it, it rained, didn't it? In the, in the interval, it rained. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. And you were essentially, well, you were essentially bowling with a Dove soap bar for the first four <laughs> overs. Porky, Porky and Ferris had, had, had had a bit of a whack around. And I came out like... We no, were... no, it was Harrison, eh? Oh, was it um, Harrison? Yeah, because, well, yeah, because I mean, I remember my first over... That, I actually felt way more nervous in that than I did in the Super Over, speaking about nerves. So, like, top of the mark, I was like, right, this ball's pretty slippery. Um, I'm clammy as it is. Just um, to go the, the added, I think the added then, pressure was in the change room, we were like, we've got to hit the ground running. First couple of overs got to be the yeah, biggest overs we've done. Like, 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 pressure, <laughs> more pressure, more pressure. Yeah. So, like, so, like, so, like, so like first ball, well, like, sometimes what I do, if I'm, if I'm not, like, 100% sure, you know, how it's going to go, I'll go crossing for the first couple of balls just to sort of like, like I can get myself in a place sort of mentally where I'm confident I can back my skills with seam up kind of thing. So I tried yeah. to do that first ball and just bowled the floatiest long hop down leg side about three miles and it just sort of flew to the boundary. And it's kind of like, there's that horrible moment where it's kind of like, oh, come on, Will, like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to get on this trip? <laughs> Obviously, it's an interinsula, so it's like, before the first ball, it's kind of like the build-up. I mean, like, sort of like, there was a good crowd down there by that point and stuff like that. And, like, you know, like, as you're running in, it's like, ooh. And then, like, you <laughs> bowl the side wide and everyone just goes silent. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And then the ball just the ball just basically aquaplanes towards the boundary and it got it back. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be wet for the second one. But it was nuts. Like I remember just obviously we played a lot of 2020 cricket that that year. We didn't play much 50 over cricket last year. And um, we kind of we came out and we were like, oh, you know, boys, just sort of get get a bit of a a, a base as you usually say after 10 overs, be 30 or 40 for none. And came out four overs in, and we were 50. Well, Harrison had got out, and I came down to speak to Porky. <laughs> and uh, Porky's like, Yeah, yeah, he's bowling, he's bowling all right, mate. Like, I know the scoreboard wouldn't suggest so, but he's actually bowling okay. And he's like, He's bowling cross, he's bowling cross seamers, though. And I'm almost certain, well, this is what I say in my head just to make me sleep at night. I, I'm pretty sure you held it seam up. No, your first ball was the first ball I bowled seam up. Thank you very much. Perfect. Yes, now there I can you go. Yeah, you can sleep now, mate. Um, <laughs> still just missed a great one, but yeah. I think it, I think that was there was a fair bit of that involved. But um, no, nah, good good rock. Obviously, nip back, hit 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 the top of off off stump, flying back. It's actually probably just about to land in my back garden in Jersey now. Actually, it's still going. <laughs> so um, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect no, I mean, somersault. Ten out of ten. Um, but still, my favourite moment of that weekend, my favourite moment is after the game, obviously, as, as per usual, we're coming up a beer with you boys, which is always a nice, nice after a hard-fought game. And um, stood over in the tent and you come over, Will, you're probably having a cheeky dart, potentially, not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've walked over and you've got this little sheepish look on your face and you're smiling away at me. <laughs> and... Um, Mum, mum was pretty well oiled by that point as well. My mum, and yeah, she uh, was. <laughs> come over, and you're like, "Oh, Mr. Straight One, didn't you, mate?" <laughs> and mum just turns around to you, and goes, "Where was that in the super over?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was like, "Oh, she's pulled your pants down there." I'm yeah, it's totally. <laughs> but, um, I remember that. I was yeah. I mean, I mean, but like, I remember, I remember at, at that point when, when you were out, because obviously you and Steve-O, and slightly lesser extent, boring, are sort of like the three big guts, which we think, right, we get these lot out, we're in here kind of thing. And obviously Steve-O wasn't playing. We hadn't played against, um, what's the import's name? Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Greenwood. Yeah. Um, Ferbs' mate. Uh, yeah, he really didn't like me, did he? <laughs> what I did yeah. to upset him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we hadn't seen him play yet. So when we when Ferriby was out, Ferriby was out, um, sort of like slog sweeping to Joshy, wasn't he? Yeah. And Harrison was out by that point. Um, I still don't know whether he hit that. He said he didn't, but then he. I was speaking to Heath Kearns about it, and uh, he said that he clubbed it down leg side. But I, I was just so happy that that ball didn't go for four that I just started appealing. Um, he was out, Ferris was out, and then when you were out first, we were like, because obviously Steve wasn't playing because he had a calf injury or something, or a knee injury. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he might have been playing polo that weekend. I'm not sure. <laughs> Just selling a few more swim shorts, I think he was. Yeah, yeah I think he was. Morville, um, anybody listening to the podcast, product placement. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Morville in there. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I mean, and then and then when you got out, we were like, right, we're right in it, kind of thing. If we get Corey out, then um, then we're then obviously Corey and Corey and um, Nick, good little partnership, and um, sort of rebuilt from there. And then I think um, we were maybe, I don't know, first what you think, we're probably lacking another seamer. Yeah, we. The problem was is well, actually the whole game, uh, we were a little bit light on runs, and we knew that. Uh, then the rain came down and actually it did us a massive favour because your score didn't change drastically, but the overs reduced mm. quite a bit. So we were like, yeah. oh, we're massively in here. Like, we've just got to get a couple of early ones. Obviously, that didn't quite go to plan. Then we pulled it back. But yeah, we were always sort of searching for that, that extra bowler. Uh, we were fairly spin heavy. Um, and obviously, it's quite difficult to strike with a, with a spinner on a... I mean, the KG5 deck's pretty decent. So you're probably better with a seamer on there trying to nip a few around, mm. especially when it's a bit dewy. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we were fairly spin heavy. After the rain, it, it was dying around a bit. There are a few to to nip that sort of nip back, and I think there are a couple which I thought we middled, but I think they're off the thigh pad or something like that. Is that you? Is that self promotion of you bowling absolute gas and hitting the thigh pad so hard? It sounds like the middle of a willow cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Words, not mine. Uh, there's no, no, there's no promotion like self promotion. Well, <laughs> brilliant, mate. <laughs> That's no, no, good I mean, to hear. No, no, like um, it was, it was just doing, doing quite a lot off the surface. And it was kind of like it was one of those where it was kind of like I was looking forward to. Obviously, you always look forward to every ball and stuff like that. But I was really like amped up, kind of thing. And then uh, yeah, well, after the first, and when it, 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 it that often happens as well, doesn't it? When like it's been wet and then it, it skids for the first sort of two or three overs, and then it starts to dry up, and then and then yeah. it does does nip around a bit. But um, no, like you, like obviously, it's been a bit of a shame for you boys. I mean, this isn't mean to sound patronising at all, but over the last few years, we've we've come out on the right side of, of most of the games. But you look back on it, and like at moments in the game, you boys are, are very much in it. And like you know, we had that one a couple of years ago at KG Five where Buster and Dunny got us over the line at the end, and then Super Over and um, Twenty Twenty yeah, stuff. Few years where, where where you did the Spider Man building. It, yeah, like, yeah, that, and, and then you pulled that one back, and that, and like that, I, I remember that. That was like a proper game-changing moment because Lua was smashing it, and yeah. um, and then you did that, and that that was a six to one, wasn't it? And then Ollie yeah. knew he was on strike, and then Ollie knew he got our next ball, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, you're right, like sort of it. It seems like every game it hasn't been. I mean, obviously there's been a few, but or like a couple, but it, it sort of seems in every game there's been points where both teams could win it. Yeah, um, I think that, that, that one last year, like you said, we were just a seam of light because we had to go back to Will pretty early. Um, and I remember like, <clears throat> and I had a chat sort of midway through and I was like, you can have to get Will's bowl again. There's no point in sort of saving him to the death. And we were like, well, if he, even if you nick a few out here, we, you've got to nick out probably six rather than like two yeah. or three uh, because we're still yeah. going to be needing someone else to bowl something else at the end. So that was sort of the downside of last year's was, you know, you could pretty much sit on Will's and just chew his up because you, you're well ahead of the game at that stage with probably 20 overs left. So, you know, yeah. you could sit on Will and hopefully get through his and then, you know, try and pick off something a bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. The interest is always a, a good crack. And um, yeah, I think they're even better now like the T20s because you've got sort of like a varied, obviously it's very much the same teams playing each time, but your, yeah. your T20 is actually an international game now, which is amazing. Um, and then your 50 over still holds that sort of nostalgic, that, that historical game, uh, which is also obviously yeah. quite nice. Yeah. Definitely. And we always talk about it, you know, like we play 
as Jersey we play some some big games throughout the year, but it's always like your cup final, your day against Guernsey. Like it's it's a big game for everyone involved, and I think it's just the history behind it. So it's one of those games that some people think are oh, it's not not Jersey's biggest game of the year, but actually I think personally it's it is one of the big ones because yeah because of the history it holds, and it's always good fun. Like it's a great day out, and obviously we we get on pretty well, with you boys. Um, and it, it is it is good fun. That, that's the thing that you sort of say there is that actually there's in terms of um, finance and in terms of funding, the ICC games are actually a hell of a lot bigger for, for both nations. But this game still means probably as much, if not more, to all the players, which is like the strange thing. Uh, because obviously yeah. we're, we're better to do well in an ICC tournament uh, and, you know, jump the funding ladder and, and, you know, get me more resources. But actually there's nothing better than, than an interinsular win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's the thing. I mean, like, obviously when, when we play E-Boys in the... Um, in the tournaments, it doesn't quite have the same feel, does it? I mean, like, it's it's obviously still a bigger game than normal because it's Guernsey versus Jersey, but there's nothing quite like like interinsulated where it's kind of I don't like like I, I, I I'm probably like overthinking it. But I mean, like, for example, in the tournament when we played you, I almost saw that as another tournament game kind of thing. Whereas the night before an interinsular, I'm like sort of like, oh Jesus, like, you know, what am I going to do here kind of thing. And like sort of, it it feels completely different. Obviously it's a big game, but it's just got a completely different feel about it than a tournament game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like, it's, it, it probably sets us in good stead this year. Like hopefully with everything that's going on at the moment, we can actually get, I was saying to Furs before, we can get a really good CI, CI league in maybe, if they yeah, yeah. stop the flights. Yeah. Um, and it'll be, it could be really, really good. Like this, this year for cricket in, in the channel, it could be amazing. Yeah, I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive about next weekend. I think the standard could be the worst standard I think I've ever, <laughs> I've personally ever played at. And I think, it's, it's, I think it's going to be sort of like 35 for nine plays, 36 for eight off 20 overs. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds like a nail biter. That's what you want. <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm, just, yeah, like you said, John. So I hope we can, we can, we can get some sort of CI league going, and hopefully, have a, definitely have an interinsular. But it's, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to playing again. I mean, it's obviously, it's like we were saying in the last podcast, Verbs, or the, our first one. It's kind of like we worked, um, we were working pretty hard over the winter, and it's kind of like as soon as that's all sort of taken away, kind of thing. It's uh, now that the opportunity's there to play again. It's, yeah, I just can't sort, of, I can't wait to get back out there. So hopefully, we do get this green light and. Uh, yeah, and we can we can get back out there as soon as possible. Definitely, yeah, no, definitely. definitely. Well, it's been good good to catch up, boys and Johns. Thanks for jumping on as our our first crapper on the pod. No worries. <laughs> well, well, actually, yeah, no worries. First crapper donkey on the pod, actually, isn't it? Really? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, again. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, no, Johns says it's looking up at seven. If uh, if you do ever decide to move across again, oh yeah, what's that? Sorry. There's a, there's a spot open at seven, probably. If you, okay, uh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. As long as you can make my as long as you can make my bed every morning as well as you make yours, <laughs> I'm over in a heartbeat. <laughs> he, he, he was saying before that he's a late padder upper. He, he might be timed out at seven in our team. <laughs> well, that what, did it, didn't Lua did that in a game, didn't he? At um, KG five, <laughs> the team were like five down. He was batting at nine or something, and uh, he went off. Where's that uh, baguette place near KG five? Yeah, La baguette. La baguette. <laughs> And he came back and he'd been timed out. <laughs> Flurry of wickets and he come back. He was happy. He had his tandoori chicken baguette and maybe a packet of like space, space invaders. But he wasn't going to get a chance to bat. <laughs> uh, 
class. More than cricket and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, all good. Colin. Right. Cheers, well done, chaps. Thanks very much. Pleasure as good always. Stuff. See you soon. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Guernsey Cricket Podcast. Remember to hit the subscribe button and stay safe. Shoot me down and I